friends, and welcome to the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where we explore how to remain nimble and stay hopeful in the midst of adversity and uncertainty. I'm J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships, and this is episode 100. Woohoo! 100 episodes, triple digits. As you know, each week I create this weekly podcast, but I also co-host a weekly podcast with Doug Moister called The Monday Morning Pastor. And because of this, people have uh, reached out to us. They reach out regularly and they ask for advice regarding saying, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. And I give them a few pieces of advice, but the most important piece of advice I picked up along the way is from Tim Ferriss, host of the Tim Ferriss, the Tim Ferriss Show. And he said, don't start a podcast unless you commit to doing at least 100 episodes. He said, Apple, iTunes, and Spotify are littered with podcasts of only four or seven or nine or 15 episodes total. He said, if you're going to invest the time, you're going to have to invest it over the long haul. So we've made it to 100 episodes and we're not stopping, at least not yet. We're still going strong, but we've made it to the magic 100 episodes. I want to make sure I give a special thanks. I do it every episode at the at the end, but I want to make sure I give it here at the top. Special thanks to our producer, Joel Limbowen. I am heavily and deeply indebted to him for his great and selfless work with this podcast. Thank you, Joel. We would not be where we are today without your work. And thanks to all of you for listening and growing, processing and learning, interacting with me through the journey toward resilient leadership. I have been stretched and grown. I've learned a great deal through the process and from you all. Maybe more than any of you I've learned through this process. It's been a great journey thus far. Well, I love helping leaders. I love when leaders reach out and desire help or seek advice, perspective, wisdom, and feedback. But I have to admit, there is one phrase that I hear a lot, that just sound like fingernails down a chalkboard to me. And it can leave me feeling to a little bit overwhelmed at times. What phrase am I talking about? It's the phrase, can I pick your brain about something? Now, when you reach out to someone, I beg you, please never say this phrase. Can we get together so I can pick your brain? about a few questions that I have, please stop. No more brain picking. Sadly, I've used this phrase in years past, and I want to apologize and repent to all the leaders upon which I've unleashed this harmful and lazy phrase. I repent of my leadership sins. And I wish I had never used it in the first place. And now I get people asking me to get together often, and they use this phrase. And admittedly, I'm often on the verge of breaking out in hives all over my neck. What's the big deal, you might be wondering? Why should we stop using this common phrase, picking someone's brain? Everybody knows what that means. Well, first of all, it's a really, really gross image, isn't it? Pick your brain? I don't want anybody picking my brain. Picking scabs, picking your nose, picking your brain, these are all gross images. The second of all, it's not a very attractive or appealing or specific request to the person or leader being asked. And third, it comes across as all too unfocused and lazy. It reveals oftentimes a lack of appropriate preparation and focus on behalf of the one who's doing the asking. And like I said, I love helping leaders, especially leaders. It's what I am called to do. It's what I do. It's my calling. It's the primary reason I started this podcast. But when I hear that phrase, it's quite unmotivating. 
But here's a simple principle. I want to encourage you to continue to reach out and glean wisdom from other leaders who might be able to help you. But here's the simple principle. Are you ready? Don't make it harder for someone whose time is valuable and limited. When I hear the phrase, can we get together so I can pick your brain? I tense up. Why? Because it sounds like I just got more work handed to me. It sounds like I've been given a homework assignment from you. And it shouldn't feel that way. So you may be wondering, what should I ask instead? How shall I go about it? How shall I ask to get together with someone, maybe someone I've never met, in order to see if they'd be open to connecting so I can glean from their wisdom, perspective, and experience? And I hope you continue to do it. But let's ban the phrase, and here are nine ridiculously practical steps that you can take in requesting time with other leaders in order to learn from them. All right? Number one, if you don't know this leader, or you know them very little, just offer a brief greeting. And I mean brief. Just a small introduction of who you are and how you are familiar with them and their work. This can be done in person or via email. And when I've done this with others who I want to learn from, this is how I often word it. It sounds something like this. Hi, I'm J.R. Briggs. I'm the founder of Kairos Partnerships, which builds into and invests in leaders. And I live in the greater Philadelphia area. I've read your two books, and I've found them to be significantly helpful in my leadership and ministry context, especially in what you've written about regarding leadership development. Just a brief introduction. Number two, then offer authentic and specific compliments of their work or share with them how it's impacted or benefited you in your leadership in the past. So it might sound something like this. In chapter three of your latest book, the three levels of leadership development that you provided have directly impacted me and the way that I develop leaders on my team. The past two months, I've implemented your principles and it's making a clear and tangible difference in our culture. I'm grateful and so is our team. Right away, you just affirm the leader up front. Number three, acknowledge that you're asking for a favor. Therefore, respect the leader's time and grasp that their time is valuable and help them know that you don't want to waste their time and then make the specific and direct ask. Number four, show them you're hungry to grow and learn and tell them why getting together would help you. And number five, then share three to five specific focused, and well-thought-out questions that you want to ask them if and when you get together. So it might sound something like this. I know you have much on your plate, but would you be open to connecting for 45 minutes sometime over the next handful of weeks? I have four specific questions I'd like to ask you as it relates to leadership development among our team. Here are the four questions I'd like to hear your responses. One, two, three, four. Nice and simple. Now, step number six, offer to make it as easy as possible for them. You could travel to them, meet them for lunch at a place around the corner from them, or offer to meet them at their office and bring them lunch. Or if you live out of the area, ask for a brief and focused 30 to 45 minute phone conversation or Zoom conversation at their convenience, not yours. And if you meet in person, it would be kind if you offered to pay for that lunch or coffee. So it might sound something like this. I've written this before in an email when I've reached out to leaders. I'd say something like, if you're willing and able to connect, would you be able to spend 45 minutes with me? I'd be more than willing to drive to you and can meet you at a time that is most convenient for you and your schedule. I can meet at your office for coffee, a meal nearby. It's my treat, of course. And I want to make this as convenient and easy as possible for you. 
Number seven, come prepared. This may involve Googling their name, reading articles or books that they've written, or listening to certain podcast interviews that they've given. Bring a notebook and a pen when you meet and, and make sure you have those four questions written out so you can ask them again. Even have some follow-up questions just in case there's extra time. And speaking of time, number eight, number eight, be respectful of their time. If you ask for 45 minutes, don't keep them more than 45 minutes. And lastly, number nine, after your meeting is over, follow up by thanking them. Send them an email. Or even better, write a brief handwritten note sharing with them what you gleaned and how it's helped you or will help you in the future. It helps for leaders to know that their time was well invested and brought value to you and your leadership. Leaders, learn from others. Continue to reach out. Be proactive. Make polite and direct asks if it helps you grow as a leader. But let's all make the commitment right now and right here that you won't use the lazy and stress-inducing phrase, Can we get together so I can pick your brain? The world doesn't need more leaders who have their brains picked yet another time. Instead, do a little prep work ahead of time so you can glean from others and then steward what you are learning from them by applying it in your own life. Nothing is a greater compliment to a leader than seeing their wisdom applied in the lives of other people. Well, thanks for being with me today. I hope this was helpful. The Resilient Leaders podcast is produced, engineered, and kissed with a seal of quality and approval by the highly talented and creative Joel M. Bowen, who I mentioned at the top, the producer of this, founder of the the company On A Limb Productions. Joel continues to create high-quality videos and podcast production work like this podcast. Check out his great work at onalimproductions.com or the show notes for the link. Leaders, Be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, don't engage in brain picking of other leaders. Instead, be thoughtful, proactive, prepared, engaging, and considerate of other leaders' time. And you'll be amazed what you can learn in the process. 